Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Hypno Birthing Podcast. I hope everybody is doing good. Today's episode is another birth story and I welcomed on Chelsea who shared her amazing home birth. She was a first time birther and had this beautiful home birth which she said kind of was everything that she had wanted and had planned it to be and she was actually over 42 weeks so she was 42 plus one weeks when she gave birth and gave birth at home no issues all good her fine baby fine and she shares her story with you guys so really helpful for anyone out there that's listening that is facing kind of a similar situation where perhaps you are wanting to give birth at home or even if you're not even if you are planning on going to a midwife-led unit for example or even an obstetrics unit but you are kind of over your you know you're kind of 41 42 weeks and feeling a little bit of pressure to induce this is kind of a good story to listen to to perhaps fill you with a little bit more confidence and give you some different things to think about um, but thank you Chelsea for sharing the story because I know it's going to help a lot of people so I will play it for you now Hi, Chelsea. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. If you would introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, of course. Hi. Uh, So yeah, my name is Chelsea. I am 29 years old. I live um, up in Stockport in the UK um, with my husband, who we've been together for almost 12 years, uh, just had our second uh, wedding anniversary. um, And we live with our dog, Bobby. Um, I have a four almost four month old daughter now um Mm. and yeah that's me goes so fast doesn't it I bet you can't believe she's four months already (laughs) honestly so fast we were like six weeks in and I was like I just want to rewind and do it all over again and just take it in a bit more yeah everyone tells you how fast it goes and god it feels like I've blinked and she's turned into from this tiny baby to this Mm. baby that's rolling over so yeah and you try so hard at the time to make the most of it don't you but it's just life you're just in it so it's sometimes it's hard to sit and think like (laughs) must make the most of this moment I mean I try and do that now I'm like must make the most of it and sometimes I can't even like I struck my youngest is just turned five and I sometimes you know think pictures pop up from when they were like babies mm-hmm. or like toddlers and sometimes depending on what mood I'm in I just cannot look at the photos because I'm like oh, I can't look because it makes me feel really sad <laughs> whenever Delilah's asleep I look back from pictures from when she was born and when she's a few oh. days old and even that gets me all emotional yeah, still postpartum it's... though so you know yeah, yeah. very emotional you're, anyway <laughs> you're early still your early days but yeah, yeah I mean I still do it well yeah I don't get so emotional but I do I do feel like my I you know I can feel my heart like oh I'm so sad mm. that that's gone but it's all good all of it's a journey and I you know I've I've loved each stage I think most mm. people kind of say that like each stage you go into with them like I'm really quite enjoying at the moment they're both at school <laughs> which mm. which is always good but Get a little they, bit of time back know, as well yeah they're kind of independent you know they've got great little like funny personalities so each stage is good and I think yeah we all do our best to to soak it all up don't we and enjoy enjoy all of it so you're here to share your birth story which I'm really excited to hear about can you just firstly kind of talk a bit about 
hypnobirthing and like why you decided to go down that route what you know where you heard of it kind of what got you interested in it basically yeah well so my story probably starts similar to quite a few others um previous to becoming pregnant and and when I first got pregnant um I was terrified of the idea of labor and giving birth like completely didn't want to talk about it when I told all my friends that I was pregnant they were like oh my god you know you're gonna have to give birth I'm like don't talk to me about that I am gonna bury my head in the sand and ignore it until it happens and I'll just deal with it then like that was my entire mindset um, and when I went to um, my booking appointment with my midwife, my midwife asked me, where did I want to give birth? And I thought it was the most stupid question I'd ever heard. I was like, well, obviously, I want to give birth in a hospital. Like, where else would I have a baby? Um, and that was my complete mindset on birth that it was this scary thing it had to be in a hospital I needed to be with doctors I needed to have all of the pain relief options um and then my midwife actually in that booking appointment mentioned um you know a couple of activities that you can do while you're pregnant things like pregnancy yoga NTT classes and she mentioned hypnobirthing and I was like I have no idea what this hypnobirthing thing is never heard of it before um, and a couple of my other friends were pregnant at the time, and one of them lent me a book, um, a hypnobirthing book. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have a skim through it. Um, so then I googled hypnobirthing, and so, so I saw that there were some podcasts, and then I found yours, ah. um, and literally just <laughs> opened up, you know, this whole world of um, birth that I didn't know existed. And then I basically just went down the hypnobirthing rabbit hole. Um, I listened to every single one of your podcasts <laughs> in about uh, six weeks. And then I got to the end and I was like, no, <laughs> where are the rest of the podcasts? And that's like years of your podcast. That's pretty good going. You did good. Oh, I was obsessed literally on the train to work, on the train home from work, right before bless I went you. to bed, when I was in the bath. It was like... <laughs> constantly oh, listening to it yeah. and so that's I suppose how I got how I heard about hypnobirthing and how I first you know thought this is something I'm you know I need yeah. to know about now how how like interesting is that though and also so normal for probably a lot of people that you don't you of course like we don't really think about giving birth do we until we need to <laughs> like it's not mm -hmm. really anything that we focus on so yeah when you then get pregnant and you start thinking about it if you don't really know any different or you've not really heard of much, you know, of anyone really doing anything any different, then of course, mm -hmm. you know, we go by what we see on television, which is obviously very common. That's what, you know, that's what we do. We yeah. don't have any other idea of how birth is. So it must be like how they show it on TV. Um, so of course, yeah, like most people would be like, well, yeah, I'm going to be in a hospital and that's, yeah. that's what happens, right? That's where we yeah. go. So it is amazing to find something else that, Mm -hmm. completely opens up your mind and yeah. makes you think oh wow like it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be how we see it on tv which doesn't ever look good <laughs> no and that's why your podcast helped so much because all of the stories of like people's birth stories that I'd heard had all been traumatic birth stories and how scary yeah. birth was so listening to your podcast and all the positive birth stories and all of the different you know all of the different variations of birth and how so like all of them were positive it was like this yeah. is this is amazing that it isn't this 
terrifying thing that happens yeah. to you. It's actually something that you can, you know, enjoy and be, you know, yeah. look back at it and think, wow, that was actually amazing. And even during it, you can be thinking, wow, like this is, yeah. this is incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm the type of person that is an all or nothing type of person. Like I fully threw myself into everything hypnobirthing so I, I like I said I listened to the whole of your podcast I did um, a free hypnobirthing class it was just like a two-hour intro yeah. to hypnobirthing to see if it was you know def- definitely something I wanted to do and I loved it and then I ended up paying for a six-week course that I went Amazing. on and loved um, and then I also did um, an online um, course as well <laughs> after that so I did three courses <laughs> devoured your podcast and read the book that I thought I would just skim read um yeah and just completely threw myself into it to the point where when I had had that conversation with my midwife and said no definitely having a hospital birth um I also went to a home birth talk that my hospital did at Stepping Hill um where I met two midwives who basically just talked you through what a home birth looked like looks like you know what that's going to entail um and then uh, me and my husband discussed it um and my husband is um hates hospitals very squeamish not good with any type of medical situation really um and I'm not great with them either myself and so we, when we were talking about a home birth, we were like, actually, this this really works for us. Um, and our dog, Bobby, is basically our child. Um, so we were like, well, if we have the a home birth, we don't need to send him away. We can, yeah. he can be there with us. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, um, I was a home birth. Myself. Were you? Yes. Yeah. And my mum was a home birth. Oh, amazing. Um, so I've now, you know, got this whole generational yeah. thing of going from my nan that's my mom to me and then Delilah is now obviously oh, a as well, which I is love just really that nice. yeah that's how it used to be as well it's yeah. just that we've now gone way more medical but used to that just used to be so normal yeah you know? that was the standard but you wouldn't think yeah. that now because no. it's done a total like total I mean the fact you were now. born at home like so your your mum being born at home would have been quite yeah. normal but the fact yes. you were born at home would have been very against what was normal at the time oh completely yeah I was a second so she was definitely a bit more yeah. comfortable a little bit more you know she was she'd done it once definitely have yeah. to do it again um yeah. but I'm, I'm really glad she did because then when I decided to do it and I told my mom yeah. she was just so excited for Aww. me because you know that's what she'd done and I was sort of following in her footsteps with it um, which also just feels really nice and I'm you know I'm excited to share that with Delilah when she's older and and talk her through you know all of that as well which is which is really good. Because that can sometimes be like a bit of a hurdle is when you decide you want a home birth I'm sure so many people Mm. can relate to this Um, but often like family members who don't totally understand home birth and actually the fact that it's really safe mm-hmm. that can sometimes be a bit of a hurdle for them being like oh you know is that safe I'm not sure you know I'm not sure about that so the fact that your mum had done it and was you know really fully supportive of it is great and probably yeah. made you feel like a lot more comfortable with that choice as well sorry we just kind of went with the the fact that you know me and Mark were comfortable with it yeah um I, my, my side of the family were really happy about it and then we just sort of slowly shared it with other people like yeah. only really when they asked her what hospital are you giving birth at you know everybody immediately presumes that's yeah. where you're giving birth and that's when I would be like oh well I'm you know I'm 
planning on having the baby at home um and then it was just lots of shock and really (laughs) is that safe you know what are you going to do about pain relief and lots of questions followed after I'd said I was having a home birth and lots of very like confused concerned looks as well what I always say to people I've had a couple of people actually recently that have got in contact to say that they really want to have like a home birth but they've got family members that are kind of putting them off of the idea or like you know they they just feel quite worried about it and now they're questioning Mm. their own choice and I always think you if you have made that decision to have a home birth I guarantee you will be 100% more educated on home birth than anybody that is giving a Mm. an opinion on it because if you know and understand home birth and how it works you I don't think people would have that opinion of oh well that's not safe Mm -hmm. so if you're getting that reaction if you know for anyone out there that is listening that might be getting (laughs) this reaction to saying you have you want a home birth just feel really confident in the fact that you will know more than they do about it they are coming from a place that is probably not very educated on it which is not their fault why would they be educated on it unless they were thinking about doing it so I think you just got to realize that actually these people they, they do come from that that place mm. of oh birth is scary birth is really dangerous yeah. um whereas you know if you make the choice then you already have decided and done your research and you know that it's safe so I think that's you can feel pretty confident in your decision in that respect yeah completely and like when, when you do start doing that research and then you research how much um you know more likely you are to have an induction if you have a you know a hospital birth you're then more likely to need pain relief because of that and then if you have certain types of pain relief you're more likely to have an assisted delivery or just go down all of these different routes and um obviously there's a place for all of that it's everyone's choice um you know what a big a big sort of mantra that I was really invested in while while I was pregnant was you know your birth your body your choice so everything is a choice and I think that that's one of the biggest things that hypnobirthing opened up for me as well is that you have a choice um yeah like when um mentioned earlier I just thought birth just kind of happened to you and that was it goes the way like you know it goes that way but actually when you go into hypnobirthing it, it teaches you that you do have all of these choices um and home birth was just the choice that we went for yeah amazing so do you want to share your story I'm excited to hear (laughs) yes absolutely um so Delilah um was due on the I say due you know (laughs) (laughs) um she was due on the 16th of May um and actually arrived on the 31st of May so Delilah was 15 days after her due date Amazing. Um, so when you put that into weeks obviously that's 42 plus one um so I was actually um getting quite a lot of pressure pre-birth <laughs> um from doctors and hospital staff um about going in and having an induction um so she actually and um, we had a scan um at 37 weeks and she was showing um on the smaller side but everyone was happy with it no issues everything looked good she was just going to be a small baby and then when I got to 41 weeks and they started to you know to really vamp the pressure up like you've gone over and in my head I'm like well I haven't gone over I've just gone over the timeline that you gave me that may not be my baby's timeline um And at uh, this 41-week appointment, um, they were really, like I said, ramping up the pressure, wanted to um, to have an induction, and then started to use the the point that Delilah was small 
as to the reason that I should have an induction. And I'm like, is that the only reason that I should have an induction? Because you're saying she's small. And they said, well, yeah. And I was like, well, that's not really for me a good enough reason to have an induction because like if you look at the guidelines, that's not a medical reason. And it's a guess as well. They're just guessing that she's small. Yeah, and I'm sure someone told me that um, in France, like the due due date is on week 42 or something like that. 41 41 it is, yeah. 41. So really, like that would have meant, you know, if she came then, I was bang on time. So everywhere is so different. So they were really ramping up the pressure. Um, And this is like doctors. um, And a lot of the doctors were actually really just not very nice in their approach really ramped up the pressure started giving me statistics of things like yeah you know like stillborn and things like that yeah. and actually when you look at the stats it's the tiniest it difference but the way that it they is. tell it to you is so different and I feel as though had I not gone down the hypnobirthing route yeah that definitely would have scared me into having an induction so um yeah, so I declined the induction because there was just in my, you know, my thought process, um, the idea of having an induction for a small baby just wasn't necessary um, because she had just had all the scans and they'd said how well she was doing. Placenta looks good. Heart rate looks good. Growth looks good. Everything was fine. Um, it's mad, so de- isn't it? It's mad it's to just- use that against you as a reason. Completely. To- bring her earlier when mm-hmm. if as, as they have just said based on the scan she's completely fine mm-hmm. exactly it's not and logical it's the difference as well between the doctors and some of the midwives so the yeah. midwives on the birth center were fantastic so I'd gone for some um when I, when I went over 40 weeks, I went for some aromatherapy treatments, which is like the natural yeah. induction. So, you know, using all um, chlorosage essential oils to really help Amazing. and relax me, which was incredible. And your hospital well, offered that? Yep. Yeah, as a free do. service. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I hadn't known about it until I got closer. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I'd obviously listened to your aromatherapy podcast. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. So I went for right. that. And when I was speaking to the midwives there, one of the midwives, I was like, oh, I just listened to a podcast about a woman that delivered at 43 weeks. And I was like, yes, see, it's fine. <laughs> I can wait this out. Um, but waiting it out, it did get it did get hard, not because I was... Um, you know, I, w- I was confident in declining the inductions. Um, but because I felt like I missed her, I'd had gone all this time and I was like, I'm yeah. ready for, I'm ready for you, baby. So I was mm. really conflicted, but in my head, I just kept thinking, baby's going to come when the baby's ready. Um, and yeah. I'd also read that um, babies come when they're fully developed and that the yeah. lungs are the final thing to develop. So yeah. that was the thing that was like really pushing me and keeping yeah. me going with my, with my weight in. Um Right. And then it was a couple of days before I actually went into labor. And again, I got this ramp up of pressure again. Um, and it was a doctor who was really sort of brutal with what she was saying. And I remember just going through the brain acronym and going through and asking all the questions and really pushing on that. Um, and again, felt confident um, to say, no, I'm going to wait. Um, and when they found out that I was still planning a home birth, they were not happy with that at all but one of the, <laughs> I was gonna say I bet they weren't <laughs> oh they were really pushing for it but then I spoke with one of the the midwives it was the, the head midwife um in the birth center and she was like no we still fully support this if that's what you want to do she looked at my birth um preferences and she then rewrote me a new one that then went onto the hospital database to show yeah. that 
yes, she's having a home birth. Yes, she's out of guidance. Yes, she's aware of it, but she's going to do it anyway. And we support that. Wow, that's Um, amazing. Unbelievable. I think because I was so adamant in it that they were just so like, this is her plan. This is what she wants to do. We're going to support her. And And it it makes such mm -hmm. such a difference when you have midwives that are supportive of that. Yeah. And, you know, generally I mean this is a bit of a generalization but obviously yeah doc you know doctors consultants they will approach things differently Mm -hmm. to midwives um because they are much more medically minded they tend to see the more extreme cases um, of childbirth where they're needed but midwives see the very normal Mm-hmm. births every day yeah. they see normal birth every day they you know normal they know boring births yeah exactly <laughs> so they're much more likely to be like oh no you know it'll be fine and it's great <laughs> that they were like that because mm-hmm. you know some <laughs> I'm sure in some places they you know their policies and things like that mm. which although you're out of you were out of guidelines but I'm sure some of them would really still not be happy to go out of guidelines so Absolutely. that's great that they weren't adding that any extra pressure on you either yeah. I mean you're a grown-up you can you know you can make your own choice exactly and you know it was really bizarre as well as I was going over you know I was getting those text messages all the time is the baby here yet constantly and that was really frustrating but one thing that I did yeah. get quite often was oh how long are the how long are the hospital how long are the hospital going to let you wait yeah and I was let like, you. well, yeah, let me. And I was like, well, they, you know, they're going to let me do whatever I decide to do because it's my choice. Yeah. And, you know, then people responded with, oh, the, you know, the hospital made my friend have an induction. I was like, they can't make you do anything. No. Like it's it's your body, your baby, your choice. And that was, yeah. like I said, that was the mantra that was constantly going through my head. And then 42 weeks came. Um, it was on a Wednesday, uh, on a Tuesday, sorry, 42 weeks came. And then I was like, right okay now it's getting we're we're, yeah. we're, we're we're you know we're at the edge of this now I push, this baby should probably come pretty soon um <laughs> so I had a sweep that day um in the afternoon because I was like she's you know she's got to be close so we'll have yeah. a sweep see how yeah. things are going so I had my sweep and they said I was two centimeters so I was oh, like, wow great and, I'd, and you I'd didn't even of, realize <laughs> didn't even realize the bad body was just doing its own thing helping her and it, you know it must have been building for a while that she was preparing yeah. herself um so I had that in the afternoon um and then I went home um and that's when things started so I started to have like some very light twinges um that felt like it could have been like the really early stages of labor you know there's not really a lot happening the, these twinges were like every sort of 25 minutes apart but they were sort of yeah. getting regular so about half seven in the evening um me and mark my husband and, and bobby our westie went for a walk around the meadows behind our house and they started to to get a little bit faster at this point so they went from being sort of every 25 minutes to every 10 minutes um mm. so it was just really nice it was a gorgeous warm summer's evening mm. we were just walking around the field um with bobby sort of running around and then the contractions started to sort of like ramp up a little bit at this point um to the point where i had to sort of stop and really concentrate on breathing through them and i was like right okay this feels like this is this is starting to ramp up now. So I was like, we should probably head home. Um, so we got home probably about quarter past eight. And I was thinking in my head, like, right, if this is really happening, I've got to sit with UFO, upright, forward, open. Let's get this baby down if she is on her way. 
So I sat on my my yoga ball at my coffee table and I was writing out some birthday cards because um, oh. I thought once the baby's here, I'm not going to be able yeah. to have the time to do all this. So I thought <laughs> while it's on my mind, I'll get these birthday cards written out. And I had just finished the last card. And, uh, you know, throughout this time, I'm like bouncing on my birth balls. I'm writing the, the, um, the cards. And just as I'd finished the final card, um, I felt this pop. And my water broke. And <laughs> it's like it, it was timed just, it perfectly. Oh, literally, it was like, yeah, I'll just wait until you finish that. And then <laughs> yeah. boom, here we go. Yeah. Um, so I felt my water's break and, and I shouted um, to Mark that my waters had broken and he was in the kitchen unloading the dishwasher um so he ran out and I was like you need to call um triage let them know that my waters are broken so that they can tell the community midwife um that you know yeah. things have started and that we're having a home birth so we'll need someone to to come out to us at some point um so I'd had a uh, Mark had ran me a bath already. So I went upstairs and uh, was waiting to get into the bath because the, the midwife on the phone had told us not to get in the bath yet because my waters had broken. Yeah. And I was just at this point where I'm like, I want to get in my bath. This is my plan. I want to chill out. Jodie, the community midwife, uh, rang and we said, you know, this is roughly how far apart the contractions are. And can she get in the bath? And Jodie was like, yes, get in the bath, relax you guys chill out and I'll be with you in about an hour so I got into the bath and my contractions had gone from being every 10 minutes to every two minutes wow very very quickly um, <laughs> so they were every two minutes lasting for about a minute long roughly a minute long at this point so I was just in the bath and Mark had um, I'd listened to the birth partner podcast ages ago so Mark had all of his things that he needed to do uh -huh. of keeping me hydrated being there with me helping me sort of count my contractions um or time my contractions sorry and I was actually using this Freya app um yeah. which was incredible for helping because Mark just pressed the button every single time they started and stopped um and that was sort of counting me in my contractions of doing you know the in for four out for eight breathing because it was surprisingly difficult to concentrate on counting um yeah there was just so much going on yeah. um but I'm so glad that I had that because it actually really helped me get into the zone really Good. quickly so when Good. when I was in the bath we had the lights off we had this small night light on and it just felt like I was in like a spa Ooh, environment so, so nice. yes yeah, so even though these contractions had gone from being you know fairly irregular yeah. to every two minutes um, and yeah. it just just went into it really well and it still felt really calming and relaxing yeah we were excited but it was like a relaxed excitement yeah, like lovely. right this is happening we've waited two weeks and here we yeah. go yeah. um so I had two paracetamol at that point because they started I started to feel a little bit discomfort as I was breathing yeah. breathing through the contractions and then it felt like no time had passed it felt like I'd basically just got in the bath and then Jodie arrived the midwife so she joined us in the bathroom and she basically just checked in on how I was doing. She sort of observed me a little bit um, from a distance just to see how far apart the contractions were. Um, but it felt like, like to say I'd never met this this midwife, Jodie, um, I just felt such a 
great like presence from her straight away yeah, like it was good. like and, and I think this is part of the difference as well of having obviously I haven't had a baby in a hospital so I, I don't know but this is what I presume yeah. is you know when you go to a hospital you're stepping into the hospital's environment yeah. into their territory yeah. whereas yeah. because Jodie had come to us and she was in our home it just felt so relaxing and as if it basically like Jodie was just a friend who had come along to help out Um, and that's really what it was like you know obviously she's a midwife so she's medically trained and she was there for that but it just felt like I had a friend there with me and while um, Mark started to um, go downstairs and work on the the birth pool Jodie stayed with me and held my hand through each contraction and was that you know that support that you need when you're in labour Um, which was just amazing um but then Jodie asked um to just as she could see where we were up to and how how far things along um we were um she asked if she could um do an examination which I was like yeah that's okay and initially I'd put that I didn't want any on my birth preferences but I was interested to know how far along I was given how quick these contractions were so I agreed to it and then it turned out to be this total operation to get me out of the bath Uh, and onto the bed because I had to literally wait until one because the contractions were just so quick had to wait until one contraction had finished to then be quick basically jump out nine months nine months 42 weeks pregnant jump out (laughs) of the bath and get onto the bed so that she could do the examination and she examined examined me and I was uh, six centimeters so I was like okay we are we're off um So I got straight back in the bath um, and then Jodie um, started to get the, the prepare the gas and air for me, um, which just made things a little bit easier. I've never had gas and air before, so it was actually quite a, yeah. an experience trying to wrap my yeah. head around that. But with, you know, do, using that whilst um, sort of concentrating on my hypnobirthing breathing, just made it so much more comfortable like yeah. I would when people have asked me you know what the contractions feel like I, I, my answer has been like they're completely manageable because I was really in my zone yeah. using my breathing using the gas in there here and there yeah so it was it was just really nice um actually uh, which is a really bizarre thing to say about labor um, <laughs> it's not it's not it's great like it's a really how nice how nice to, yeah. be able to say that it's lovely oh it was um and then Jody uh, mentioned as well that she was she had a student midwife with her at the time um who who had been shadowing her and she asked if she could come out and join us uh, which I was I was happy with yeah. but it literally felt like she'd asked me the question and then Shanna this midwife was there with us yeah. um, because there was just absolutely zero concept of time yeah. while I was in labor it was like I blinked and she was there and she wasn't you know she had to call her and then she had to get out and so it must have been like a decent amount of time until she actually arrived but I was just so deep in my zone that I really didn't know what else was going on around me really? I was just you know quite zen yeah. Yeah. just riding riding the wave of these contractions um so then um Jody mentioned that she was going to call for the second midwife um to come and join us and immediately because I'd known from my research and the the home birth talk that I've been to second midwife means baby's on the way and that <laughs> just gave me this like added motivation that I can do this. She's on her way. She's going to be here soon. Um, I, you know, I can do this. Um, 
And then um, she mentioned um, that Kim would be about an hour. And when she mentioned um, this midwife's name, Kim, Kim is actually the midwife that I'd met at the home birth talk. Oh, nice. Um, and Kim, um, she's an incredible midwife and she runs a pregnancy circle um, where she gets mums to be oh, together um, to talk through, you know, um, how they're feeling about being pregnant, how they're feeling about upcoming birth. So I'd attended... Um, Kim's pregnancy circle like I think like maybe five times across yeah. um, a number of weeks and um, so I'd really got to know Kim and I said to Mark um, when we were leaving the home birth talk if Kim is our midwife I will be over the moon so Aww. I said to, to Jodie I was like is it is it this Kim and she said yeah and I was like literally just burst out crying because Aww. I was like how incredible that yeah. Kim is going to be here um, and you know she's this woman that had been such a huge part of my you know pregnancy yeah. journey yeah. and she was gonna you know be here for the the finale basically <laughs> um, so again it felt like no time had passed um and I just continued to, you know, my breathing, my gas and air. And while Mark was still filling up the pool, those birth pools take a very long time. They do. Up. I could not believe how long it took. Um, but yeah, it just felt like so, so quick. And then um, I heard Kim coming up the stairs. And again, I just burst out crying again. Uh-uh. Um, but it was like just like joy and relief. And I was yeah. just so... A familiar face. Yeah, and it just, I just felt so overwhelmed with like how amazing it all was because I had Mark Mm. there with me. I had these three incredible midwives. I was just at home in my zone in this really like loving environment. And I just never thought that I could describe my labor like that. And the fact that Kim was there as well was just this added bonus for me because she wasn't supposed to be working um she'd covered someone's shift um to be on call so it was just like the whole I couldn't believe my luck basically um and thankfully she was there because she helped Mark then fill the birth pool up um so that when things started to really ramp up with my contractions it was ready for me so again it was another operation of going from the back to downstairs to get into the the birth pool and but getting into that birth pool was just amazing it was warm like the whole environment felt really cozy like we'd had we had Mm. the lights off we had candles out we had this star star projection light that we got Um, and I saw this when, when we bought the star projection light I just thought what an incredible sort of environment for my baby to be born in like yeah. to come into the world to see all of yeah. this I thought must you know that would be really nice I was like that's what I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna make sure it's just really comfortable and calm and um, because I know that if I'm calm things are you know are likely to, to move a lot smoother yeah. um my oxytocin is obviously going to be massively up which means hopefully things will happen quickly yeah. and, and smoothly so it was just so nice and I had a uh, Mark um who was sat um, in front of me in the birth pool not in the birth pool but he was on the outside yeah and um, that's definitely not something that he was into um, <laughs> but he was holding my hand and stroking my arm and stayed really close to me uh, throughout each contraction so he was just such a huge sort of you know support for me throughout yeah. my labor um 
but it started to get um I remember it started to get really hot in the room when I was sort of you know really in the yeah the throes of it um yeah. and I really wanted to open the windows um but midwife said I wasn't allowed to open the windows because <laughs> they have to keep it, it warm get, yeah, yeah then it would get cold and baby won't be yeah. long um but thankfully um, I mentioned before I'd listened to your aromatherapy podcast um I had like weeks and weeks before I had soaked some face towels like flannels mm. um I'd soaked these flannels in um lavender and clarisage oh, oils um, and then put them in the fridge in the freezer um, great idea so as when things first started Mark got them out of the freezer and um, so when it came to this point where the room was just super hot and I was getting yeah. a, a bit uncomfortable at this point because I was so warm and really you know really going through my labor he got these flannels out and oh, was just lovely. sort of like wiping my head my back my arms my neck um to help help cool me down and that smell as well oh. like it really is true like lavender is my big relaxation smell yeah so to smell that just made me feel just so much better straight away yeah Lovely, it's mad how yeah. much like your senses like are just yeah. on a high yeah. throughout this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that was that was a huge help. Um, but then I started to get the the urge to push, and my my breathing really started to change at this point. Um, which which I think, and I was expecting it because I'd done all my research, I'd done all my you know my birth yeah. prep, and my breathing started to to change to go from this you know four in eight out to this sort of like sharp inhale and like a a longer exhale to sort of really start to breathe and and push uh, my baby out and I've I've really struggled to concentrate on using the gas and air at this point I just couldn't figure out how to do this change of breath with the gas and air yeah because it changed yeah yeah and I'd you know I'd been so used to doing it the the, the hours that I'd been labouring and then it all changed and I was like and it's a bit more of a, a focus breath as well whereas the one before yeah. was like you were probably really in the swing of it because it was a re- very relaxing breath yeah, it whereas was. that kind of second like down breathing mm-hmm. is much more focused so you do yeah. have to be a little bit more sort yeah. of switched on which is why you get this kind of adrenaline rush during that time oh my god it. yes that adrenaline rush oh so and <laughs> we when 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 I did swap like sort of swap over to this pushing stage um uh, that was obviously the, the toughest part but when I got that that shot of adrenaline it sort of kicked off this fight or flight instinct in me which yeah. thankfully I'd heard about from your yeah. podcast and I mm-hmm expected but I didn't think I expected it to completely take over me um, oh, yeah and it was just so bizarre because I all I sort of went into panic mode when I was in this this transition yeah and I, I took it out on the side of the pool so I had one of those <laughs> blow up birth pools and I fully took it out on the side of the pool and I don't know like I went a little bit um a little bit crazed for a second and um, then um, it's very animalistic though like it is a very it's very primal yes and I'd heard that but I was just so taken aback that yeah that's how you that's how you were acting yeah yeah yeah. and then um Kim um, at the time was um massaging the bottom of my back um and she just said to me she was like Chelsea remember your breathing and that 
just re- show me like she said you know take it take a breath remember your breathing and that just kind of brought me back to myself and then I recognized that that was my transition yeah and that just instantly as soon as I realized that that's what that was and I started you know I, I did my relaxing breathing then again to yeah. bring me back down I instantly got straight back into the zone. Amazing. And I think, had I not known what that transition was, and I just went into yeah. panic mode. I don't, Scary. Yeah, I don't know how I would have brought myself back out of yeah. it. But because yeah. I knew about it, and then I was able to go, right, okay, I'm transitioning. This yeah. means she is almost here. Yeah, like, you're in like a, now a different so stage. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I was so glad of that as well, because at this point I'd got really quite tired um because yeah. everything had been so quick and I remember uh, back when I was when I was in the bath I remember saying to to Jody the midwife this feels like it's really quick I thought I was supposed to get a break yeah <laughs> you know, like, very close together con- yeah yeah so close yeah. and because I'd used the Freya wrap as well when after after she was born I went back onto the Freya wrap and actually yeah. had a look and look yeah. at the time of them and they were so fast um <laughs> so yeah um thankfully you know I was able to recognize that it was transition and that just gave me that right yeah. come on we're nearly there keep going um so that's when I like really started to to properly push then I could feel that she was getting lower I could feel her really low um and then um Jody said like reach down and see if you can feel ahead and I couldn't feel ahead so I was a little bit disappointed and I was like come on I can do this and er- everyone was so encouraging as I was pushing like so positive to really sort of you know keep me spurred on Um, and then I felt down again on the on the next push and I felt ahead and I just got just so excited from feeling ahead that this sort of exhausted feeling that I had before that kind of went away because I was like I can feel her she's here like she is just so so close um so then um, I carried on pushing and throughout my pregnancy, I'd had really quite bad heartburn um, and I'd mentioned this a few times. Yeah. So someone said, um, I think it was Kim that said it, to see if I could feel if she had hair. Yeah. And I put my head down. I was like, I can't tell. I yeah. can't feel it. And then on the second, the, the push after that, um, I could feel that she had hair. So I was like, uh... she's got hair. And like all of us like cheered. It was like, you know, I mean, the throes of pushing. She's yeah. like right there. She's coming out, and we were all cheering oh, that she had so her. Nice. Um, and it just to to be like, you know, in this stage where people talk about how hard it is, and and granted, yes, it was it was really tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, people talk about this the, the ring of fire and the the pain. Yeah. And at that time, I wasn't when I when I felt her head and I felt her hair. I wasn't thinking about pain or the ring of fire I literally was just like I can feel the hair it was the the room was just filled with like excitement and love like it was so lovely yeah and like honestly if somebody would have said that to me before Mm. I'd had a baby yeah I'd have been like yeah right rolled your eyes yeah yeah all right then (laughs) exactly but it really really was which is just again the total opposite of anything that I'd ever thought about you know labor and birth um but yeah so then I felt a hair her head and then a hair and then um it got a lot tougher then um because it was just that that final bit and I could really feel the pressure and I could feel that my energy was starting to really run quite very like 
in out as well like one step forward two steps back with the baby's head isn't it yeah it comes out and then it goes back it comes back out, in you know? yeah and yeah that 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 seemed to happen for a while now it mustn't yeah. have been long but no. it felt it felt a lot longer and it just felt like there was just no chance of a break you know I'd heard yeah. this um I'd heard about that. I can't remember what it's called. Where you get like a bit of time right before you get into the push oh, the rest and be thankful. Rest and be thankful. <laughs> I did get not that. get that. No, and I was a bit gutted that I didn't get it. So for anybody that you know does get that, enjoy it. Because <laughs> I didn't, and I was sad that I didn't have it, just to give me that extra bit of energy. But yeah, um, there was no chance for a break. Basically, she had gone fifteen days over. And yeah she was ready was, yeah she was like I'm coming that was it so she would yeah it was very quick but thankfully after that I, I even though it felt like a long time I did not have to wait much longer because I had a few more contractions and then she arrived yeah. um, and it was just absolutely amazing because when she arrived like right before she arrived Jodie was sort of coaching me and really you know giving yeah. me some some guidance on what to do and she said because I'd already had my hand down there the whole time and I was feeling that she was coming um and she said right on this next push I want you to to reach down and I want you to grab your baby and, and pull her up so in that mm. final push when she arrived I'd reach down hold her out and put her straight onto my chest mm. and that was just the most amazing feeling ever and what I remember when I pulled her pulled her out um her eyes were still closed um and she just looked so peaceful and I put her onto my chest and then she let out this (laughs) I'm not even sure I can call it a cry because (laughs) it was the most bizarre cry or noise I'd ever heard um which was just her like you know I'm here kind of thing um and it was just amazing and I've heard, um, you know, I hear this quite often when you know people that maybe aren't as knowledgeable on on how birth can be about not bothering with a birth plan or a birth preferences because what's the point? You can't yeah. plan birth. But yeah. I was so, yes, I was prepped and I'd done all of that, but I was also so incredibly lucky that everything that I had put on my birth preferences happened that's amazing it was and I just felt so literally I was just like in the moment just so grateful that I'd had that experience and obviously so relieved at this point and happy yeah. um you know we got our uh, not quite the golden hour we had golden 45 minutes in the pool yeah. and I had her on my chest the entire time it was just amazing and as soon as she let out this cry Bobby, um, our Westie, came running down the stairs um, to meet her. And he literally met Delilah within a minute of her being born. Um, He was like straight away, like up to the pool, Mark picked him up and he had a good look at her. Um, And it was just, it was just amazing. Like, and and me and Mark were just in complete awe of the whole situation. You know, we had our our complete little family there. Um, And yeah, it was just, it was just amazing. And again, how often, like, do you hear that in like, you know, daily conversation, um, how amazing birth can be, but I I genuinely like just, although it was difficult and it was tough, like it was amazing. Like I can look back at my whole birth and labor and just feel so just so happy about how it all went yeah. um 
And we did towards the end. Um, I did have to get out of the pool because my placenta did not want to to oh, vacate. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we we actually then made the decision to transfer into hospital. Yeah. Um. To to just get some assistance with the placenta. Yeah. Um. But actually, going into hospital after having a newborn, being a first time mum, was yeah. so helpful because you get a lot of help so much help and support yeah. and it was great to like you know they helped us with how to swaddle a baby how to properly yeah. change a nappy and help yeah. with breastfeeding so even though the, at the you know after she was born it took a slightly unexpected twist but again even yeah. in my um, birth preferences I had planned for what I'd like to happen if we did end up yeah. going into hospital yeah. so even though it took this twist from just staying at home and you know yeah. going to bed in my own bed um, yeah. that didn't happen I still felt yeah. so great about the entire experience yeah. yeah and you knew there was a reason you know you had a valid reason for going in wasn't there so exactly just, yeah you know valid reason they, I felt really like I was in the know I was part of yeah. the decision making process to do that um so it was it was just so great and yeah I can't wait that when you know when she's older to to understand all of that to be able to tell her 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 birth story yeah I mean it's amazing and it's so like you said it's so important you know we have to share these stories because we're just so used to one particular narrative and one particular story around birth and it's the same story that we hear so often and Mm -hmm. you know it's so lovely and important to to share the the positive ones and like you said it's still hard work I always think like it two things can be true at once like it can be hard work (laughs) and it can be painful but it can also be amazing like just because those things exist and are true for someone's birth it doesn't mean that it's not yeah it doesn't mean it was a piece of cake (laughs) exactly yeah just because yeah you gave you and I think that and I've said this so many times I'm sure on this podcast when I've spoken to people but I'm sure that's one of the things that puts people off of sharing the positive stories is because I think often there's a kind of oh you were lucky yeah um or you know you didn't it wasn't as hard for you as it was for me but it's still difficult. Yeah. <laughs> no, no matter how you give birth or where you give birth, you know, whether it's a home in water, you know, with candlelight, which sounds sounds lovely and amazing. It still can be hard. Yeah. And same as, you know, even if you were induced in a hospital, you know, that that can be hard. So I think that's why we why we don't share them so much. I feel like you don't want anything to be taken away from it, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. be told that you were lucky when actually, no, I, I prepped so much, Yeah, you know, I did everything I could to prepare yeah. and it went how I wanted it to go, which is yeah. great. Well, it's the biggest moment of my life. Like yeah. I was, like I said, I'm an all or nothing kind of person. I just yeah. threw everything I had into that prep yeah. to make sure that, you know, even if it had, I've got to the point where while I was laboring, it got too much and yeah. I did decide I wanted the pain relief. I made sure I had a plan for that. That's like, okay. Yeah, you know, exactly. And yeah. I was I was open to that plan changing at any point. And I yeah. had my backup plan and my backup plan to the backup plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I was open to it changing, which for me, I'm the type I am definitely like my friends would definitely describe me as a bit of a control freak. Um <laughs> I like to make sure I know everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, all the different alternatives. But that's how I prepare. Um yeah. and I think, you know, my original 
mindset of burying my head in the sand that just would never have worked for me and I'm so glad I didn't because um I I honestly don't think I would have had anywhere near the it would have been entirely different completely I'd have been in hospital I probably would have had pain relief which again is no issue yeah but I know it would have been induced yeah I'm sure I definitely would have been induced (laughs) and then it would have gone you know I could have ended up having quite a a, a traumatic story because yeah. I didn't realize that I, I wouldn't have realized that I had yeah. all of these choices um, because yeah. the way that the doctors talk to you and some of the midwives less yeah. so on the midwives more the doctors and the consultants yeah. they don't talk to you as if you have a choice yeah um, so to know that you do have a choice and that you can decline things or just say not right now I'm going to wait and see what happens and and you know what are my other options if you don't know that you can do that you 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 know you don't you don't really have a choice um but in in birth you you really do it's completely your choice and that's why I just became completely obsessed with hypnobirthing and all of your podcast stories (laughs) and which really helps because event uh, you know in the end Delilah came um at 42 weeks plus one and again, I would definitely would have had a completely different birth story had I yeah. not um, found your podcast back in January. Oh, bless you. <laughs> and now you're here sharing your story because, and that's important because you know how much you benefited from yeah. other people's stories. And also to hear a first time birth, mm-hmm. which I, I, again, this is something I always say as well. I, I often, I have a lot of people that want to hear the first time births. Yeah which is great. Like it's great obviously to have a range of all different types of births, but uh, hearing about, uh, yeah, a first time birth that is at home, that is overdue Mm -hmm. uh, with quotation marks um, (laughs) is great because actually a lot of people face those tough decisions and a lot of people might go over, you know, Mm -hmm. their due date and want to give birth at home, but be up against some pressure. So it's great to hear your story and how you dealt with that. Um, and you obviously you listened to your instinct yeah. and you felt fine you knew the baby was fine and your birth you know was exactly as it should have been and you you know you were right to trust your gut with it absolutely which, right. and I think so, given how quick she came so it was six hours in total from wow, heading out on so that walk fun. to her arriving that's so I, fast for a first birth as well I know and apparently you be, your second baby is sometimes I, I know that yeah. it doesn't always work but sometimes no, often often yeah, yeah often um, faster so I'll probably be out of guidance again next time because of yeah. the placenta. Um, but oh yeah, you know, I definitely would reckon I'm still a good candidate for home birth given how quickly she arrived. I think you'd um, probably be better off being at home if you yes. have another one because yeah. yeah, they'll probably come quite quick. So yeah, exactly. But we'll just make sure again for next time everything's packed and ready to yeah. go for just in case. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's all you can do. That's the best thing to do. Exactly. But, yeah. No. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story it's great I love it oh well great thank story. you so much for having me on I've I've loved it again like I said I've loved listening to your podcast they definitely oh, helped you. me so much and and even as it got closer and I was like waiting I'd listened to a few of your podcasts where people had gone over and used yeah. use their sort of confidence yeah. and conviction to stay strong to to keep me strong so yeah. thank you so much for sharing all of those no yeah no you're very welcome and yeah you're yeah you're adding to it you're you're doing the same so it's it's great it's everyone benefits so it's brilliant but thank you so much Chelsea it's been so nice to talk to you and thanks for coming on thank you so much thanks a lot bye Bye. a really big thank you to Chelsea for coming on and sharing her story I know so many of you who 
listen to this podcast throughout your pregnancy and find the birth stories in particular really, really helpful. I know so many of you want to share your stories because I get lots of messages about um, coming on and sharing your story, which is amazing. Like how amazing is that? That we have so many people that want want to tell stories they want to tell these stories because they know how important they are and they know how much they help so please do keep you know keep offering to share them I do only release kind of every other week and um I the see like the seasons that I do are around 12 episodes and then I have a little break so you know I I can't promise that I can promise that I would definitely get around to recording it with you but I can't always promise that it's going to be live instantly because I have other episodes that I kind of try and weave in as well in between the birth stories but it's great to have them because they you know they are so useful so if you do have a story or if you're listening to this now you're pregnant you're due to give birth soon and afterwards you feel like you want to share your story please do because it really does help other people as I'm sure you already know and appreciate alongside that like please do rate and review the podcast that helps too that helps other people find it and obviously then they can benefit from listening to it as well and please don't forget that I do offer courses um you can find all of the details of those below in the info box and I also am currently training as a doula but I will be ready to go and doula it did you see what I did there in January hopefully fingers crossed so if you're interested in doula support I'm here I'm covering the Essex area also I'm going to be offering virtual doula support as well um so take a look at that as well that's linked in the box below as well thank you so much for listening I'll be back in two weeks time with a very special guest Kemi so Kemi Johnson has been on before And this time she's coming back on to talk about induction. So really excited to welcome her back on. And that will be in two weeks time. So I will speak to you then. Goodbye.